Do you people not remember the Marcello Huertas era? Do you not recall? Yeah. BT, they were 2-10 and 10 last year. Yes, they were, Dan. But, dude, yeah, that's why know, fans don't expect them to be 2-10 and 10 this year or they want them to be 10-2 like and instead. It, 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 it doesn't happen that way. That's just the nature of basketball. Just because the Lakers got to the conference finals where they lost to the Denver Nuggets who became the NBA champions does not necessarily mean they're going to be 10 and 2 to start this season or they're going to be 15 and 5. You have to play each game, each season as it comes. It's as simple as that. So you sound like you've done this before. Uh, you know, a few times here and there. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to a road edition of the Times Lakers show. I am Dan Wykey of the LA Times. He is Brad Turner of Pasadena. Of a kitchen. Yes. With his Le Croissant, Le Croissant pots, BT. Hey, what are you cooking up for us tonight? You know, tonight I'm not cooking anything because I just got back home after a rough night of traveling. I was in a car last night with a couple of our colleagues driving home after the Lakers got decimated in Philadelphia. And the only people who had a worse night than the Lakers apparently were the poor people running United Social Media. Oh, just yeah. Just being, evis- and- being eviscerated by Brad Turner on the internet. Hey, I'm like Philadelphia against the Lakers. I'm not done yet. Were they just late? Was, was your what, what happened? Got delayed. Missed my connecting flight. I was promised that they would give me a hotel in Houston. They did not. I was promised that they would give me food voucher. They did not. So they lied. United, you lied. Liars. Yes, they are. First of all, I need to tell everybody where I'm at right now. I am in a conference room inside the Communication Arts and Sciences Building, BT, on the campus of Michigan State University. Um, one of one of the places that I did attend, I'm technically an alum, doesn't mean you graduated, people. It means you attended. That's what that means. Look it up. BT, weird locker room last night. I got to tell you. So we're in Philadelphia. Um, the Lakers played great in Cleveland. Immaculate yes. vibes. Yes, they did. Post game. You know, um, LeBron's got a museum opened up for him. He's in a good mood. AD dominates. He's in a good mood. Everybody's making shots. Everybody's sharing the ball. Um, you know, it is like the happy wife, happy life basketball team. Like it is domestic bliss inside the Laker locker room Saturday in Cleveland, Ohio. As happy as you can be on a late November Saturday in Cleveland. That was the Lakers. Um, let's fast forward to Monday night in Philadelphia where the vibe's not so good. Um, did you, in your travel adventures, did you get to watch this game at all? Just a little. And what I watched, you saw it off. Being a little was just like the Lakers played just a little. I mean, that you saw was enough. bad basketball. I, I did read your story twice to make sure I was reading the exact words that was coming out of their mouths, especially from LeBron James. And then today I saw some highlights of AD's defense against Joel Embiid, and maybe they cherry-picked, but, man, it was awful. It was just not what I have seen um, out of AD. Let's start with LeBron. After the game, 
um, I asked him basically like, you're sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter. I kind of peered over and sort of watched him just kind of, I saw during the game that the body language was bad. Like you can find those clips on the internet. I mean, like eye rolling, hands in the air, like, I mean, this is like two years ago, Laker basketball. It's like basically, right? Like, like that's what this looked like. Um, and, you know, I asked LeBron after the game, like, you know, you've, because when you cover a guy who's been in the league for 21 years, you always take note of when something happens for the first time. And he had never lost a game by 44 points. I uh, lost a game by 42. BT, do you remember that game? It was as a Laker. Wow. I don't. Which one was that? Maybe the low point, maybe the low point of the LeBron James era as a Laker. Um, it was the Indiana Pacers game right before the trade deadline. I was there. I yes, cannot forget this then. The fans were chanting as Brandon Ingram shot free throws. LeBron's going to trade you. Yeah, so that was the, that was the forty-two point loss. Um, obviously, this team has way different expectations. You know, coming off of a conference final, pitching continuity is sort of the the underlying reason why they brought back the team they brought back. And man, that was a bad loss. And, and what it reminded me of, BT, and and you can speak to this a little bit. It's just how quickly things can change in the NBA. Look, the Lakers win their next two games. They go to Oklahoma City on Thursday and beat the Thunder on the second night of a back-to-back. Thunder's a really good team. Maybe we don't remember this. But um, it felt like a lot of stuff that was sort of bubbling um, underneath this start kind of uh, came to the surface. It was a hot compress, we'll say, on the, uh, the some of the issues. So we asked LeBron, like, you're watching this game. What needs to change so this doesn't have to happen again? LeBron repeats the question. Never a good sign if you're the Lakers because now you can tell he's upset. And then all he said was, a lot. Ask him what he meant. He said, a lot. So let's start here. BT, what do you think he's talking about? How about this? Everything. Okay. A lot. Well, look, let's be real. In the moment where you lose that way, your mind is racing. You're thinking of a lot of things sure. that went wrong, which in this case would seem like everything. But let's be honest, it's one loss in a game of 82, an 82-game season. Let's be real about that. Yes, there was a poor loss. You're right. It was a horrible loss because it happens. Not this bad, but it does happen. And if you're a coach like Darvin Ham, now these become teachable moments that you can show these guys. We were winning games in a certain way. We had these warts. We need to clean this up, but we were winning these games. Now you see what I'm talking about. We got to play better defense. We have to rebound the ball better. We can't give up second chance points, which they are awful at doing. There's so many holes that they have to fill that when they watch film as AD said they would, now they get a chance to see what Darvin's talking about and what they've also discussed throughout the season. I, I will just judge by my Twitter replies what fans thought he was saying. Okay? Fans thought, one, he wants everybody traded. Okay, like that's not how this works. Um, I will say, BT, that the Lakers are in this weird position based on how things changed last year at the trade deadline, right, where they make this giant deal that swings their fortunes, and then this summer they go and sign everybody, right? Like they they, re, they bring the band back together. They lock up their free agency. They don't really have a lot of cap space moving forwards. If this team is going to get better, 
trading is probably the way to do it. They will always be involved in trade rumors. They've already been involved in trade rumors, although I I don't think they have real Zach Levine interest. I just don't think so, based on the people that I talked to. Not today. You know, they can't even do a deal because of rules yet, but um, I don't think they're that interested. I think there are people inside that building who would much rather bring back Alex Caruso, but there's some concerns about the price tag there. But, like, they're already in these rumors, right? Like, there are people, BT, who expect a deal at some point. Um, it is sort of just built in. And, and by the way, that's real in the NBA. This happens on a lot of teams. You ask guys to be professional. Usually that feeling surfaces in mid-January. So I think we're a little early on that, right? And, and is that panicking? I, I think it is. Um, we still haven't seen Jared Vanderbilt. You know, we don't know what's going on with Gabe Vincent when he's going to be back. Rui Hachimura is hurt. Cam Reddish is hurt. You know, that's four of your top nine, four of your top ten maybe that are out. So you're missing 40% of your rotation. So, like, everybody slow your roll. Two, right, this is the other thing people thought. Oh, he wants Darvin Hamplemeyer, right? Like, this is a very common Twitter thing. Fire the coach. After every game a team loses, BT, it is like people just hit – the control V on their computer, fire the coach. Um, the Lakers are not firing Darwin. We'll be back with more Times Lakers show here on YouTube, Spotify, latimes.com, everywhere on the internet. We'll be right back. PT, the Lakers are not firing Darwin. I don't get on Twitter a whole lot for those reasons alone. Sorry, X. X. Formerly Twitter, because my friends are Laker fans, they feel the same way. So I hear it from them and I tell them, Yep, light up a cigar, smoke it, and shut up and enjoy your cigar. So, all you extras out there, maybe you don't smoke cigars, maybe you smoke something else. I'm not saying what it is, but take a step back. Well, I'll, I'll say what it is, BT. You're being blunt with your cigar friends. Um, um, we could get a sponsor. We're in California. That's what they say. They they're on the same sort of extremist train on this stuff. Oh, oh, absolutely. Because they want the Lakers to go eighty two and zero, and yep. no team has. They have these questions. No. They have legitimate questions. Why would they lose so bad? And then you bring up the point of well, Rui's not playing. Jared Vanderbilt hasn't played. Cam Reddish is out. He missed us out, and the response is, oh, that's right. Now, LeBron did seem a little critical of Darvin Ham last night because, I mean, look, he said like 40 words to us, so there was a lot of in-between-the-lines reading that has to go on. But he said, like, we got killed on the three-point line. He was asked about execution, and he was like, we executed our game plan. Like, basically implying we told them to shoot, they made shots. We didn't change. And there have been frustrations over the last year and a half. I don't think I'm breaking any news when I say this. With, like, the ability to adjust and stuff like that. And, like, you you know, I mean, I think you can point back to last year when they played Memphis and John Moran scored, I think, 175 points in, in a quarter. And the Lakers didn't really switch up what they were doing. Um, but then Darvin Ham won over a lot of people in the postseason. You know, with showing a willingness to adjust, um, good adjustments, good collaboration, um, good tactical stuff. I, I think 
when people react this way, like, I mean, I think they're seeing what we're seeing. We're seeing a team that doesn't seem to be playing to, to potential in some way. It's getting really good basketball out of LeBron James um, more than it probably needs or should need. I, I think I tend to, I tend to think one, um, he's being a little dramatic, right? I'll say that. I think two, though, I think it's worth monitoring. It's not worth just saying this is a one-off in Philadelphia. Everybody was just full of cheesesteaks and Eagles football, and that's why they they look lethargic. I think it has been harder than people have expected this year so far. Um, it's been a little more of a grind than you would like 18 to 20 games to feel like. And it's worth monitoring. I think there's that. Uh, I think also, really quickly, BT, you also have the other component of this, which is what Anthony Davis said. So what struck you about what AD had to say? That he was looking more analyzing when he gets a chance to look at the film was what I got kept thinking about. He had to think about what happened rather than being able to just formulate it right away and tell us, these are the things that I can recall happening during the game. I have to look at the film. No, AD. You have a pretty, pretty yeah. good grasp of this team and you should be yeah. able to more or less just tell us that in there for clarity, you go to the film, but the game was just over. It wasn't over... 24 hours. It was over within, what, a half an hour or so afterwards? Yeah. Well, the one thing he specifically said, BT, was no shot, no pass, and one pass shots. Yes. That was something he said, right? And so, um, but look, I mean, like, D'Angelo Russell is, like, one of those guys. He needs to be involved in the offense. That's, like, what he does. He's there to play offense. He's not there to be Tony Allen. He's not there to be Marcus Smart. He is a bucket. He's a bucket. I can only think of two people who have ever played defense in this entire NBA who are guards. He's not Drew Holiday. There's a third. You know, he's an offensive player, so he's got to get into his rhythm too. I, I think they're still figuring this stuff out, and I think um, it's a little bumpy um, right now. But the good news is, is we can talk about that Cleveland game when it was not bumpy. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, BT. Times Lakers show. You're watching us on YouTube. You're listening to us on Spotify. Hopefully not just hearing us, listening to us. More important that way. Sinks in. I got kids, BT. They they hear me. They don't listen. I don't blame them, man. I mentioned this at the top of the show, that when something happens for the first time, like you should pay attention to it. It's always like these games are... I don't want to say monotonous BT, but there's a lot of them. The NBA season is long. It can be repetitive. You know, when you're on the road, you go to the same restaurants, you stay in the same hotels, all that stuff. Um, There is something happening, BT, next week that I don't think has ever happened for you in an NBA schedule. The team you cover is going to play some games. We don't know when. We kind of only know where. How does that strike you, BT? This big, empty block of in-season tournament scheduling by the way, a lot of great feedback on my put it all on red or put it all on black idea for the in-season tournament. Not a lot of good feedback from the NBA, surprisingly. But uh, this is kind of goofy, right? We know the Lakers are going to play a home game. We don't really know who they're going to play. I think Phoenix seems like a lock. We'll know more, you know, post-games Tuesday night. We're, we're taping this today, but um, earlier in the day on Tuesday. 
I don't know, BT. What what have you thought? Are you enjoying this? I am. Look at you. I I really am because I think it's it's been fun. It's been some exciting games, and let's not forget what eighty says. We're playing for five hundred k. A guy who makes what fifty some million dollars. Yeah, and five hundred k. Something that he wouldn't mind having in his pocket. Steph Curry's talking about, yeah, that's nice. They chuck the change right before Christmas time. But more than the money, I think it's some pride there. And no, it's, it's not more than the it's not more than money. Well, it's pride pride too. Let's just say here, I think it's a safe assumption. It's gonna be the Phoenix Suns. Okay. That is, I think, the way this is lined up. The Lakers beat the Suns already in turn of play in Phoenix. They beat them earlier this year in LA in a game that only Kevin Durant played. They have not faced Devin Booker yet this season, who is a bad man, BT. That's a bad, bad man. But the Suns are having their own issues, too. Who, what, what, which of these teams needs that? Let's just say the Lakers and Suns meet in the quarterfinals. The question becomes, which one needs it the most? That's your question. Yep. The Lakers. We just talked about their crazy fans. And about LeBron saying a lot needs to change. It's the Lakers. We cover the Lakers. I don't care about what the Phoenix Suns need. I mean, it's a good answer. I enjoy watching Kevin Durant play. I and I love watching Devin Booker play. I think they are a fun teams. They don't have Bradley Beal back just yet. But it's the Lakers, man. Whatever they do gives us stories. It allows us to have this show. I can look at your pretty face, Dan, because of the Lakers. The Lakers need this the most, and the NBA needs the Lakers to be in Las Vegas. Okay, so I, I have a theory about that, but first, I think the argument for the Lakers is that the in-season tournament has like kind of helped them turn around their early season to begin with, right? Like That's where they really started to build some momentum was that game in Phoenix, first road win of the year. They've been up for the challenge. They seem to have been energized by this. Uh Keep it rolling. Go to Vegas. You know, like LeBron likes being a part of the first of things like that. And this is new and it's exciting. It would be a good legacy play. If the Lakers go to Las Vegas, think about the Lakers fans that will be there. We know the arena will be sold out when they play. Can we say the same if there's some other team that's if Golden State's there? I'm guessing yes. But beyond that, I'm not so sure they can sell that place out. Phoenix is an easy drive. I've made that drive before from it Phoenix It is, but uh, I think Phoenix fans want to hang out in the sun, go play golf, hang out in Scottsdale, do their thing there. I say you can do all of that stuff in Las Vegas. There's yeah, sun, there's you golf. Can, but we just talked about the fanatical Lake affairs, Dan. I will give you, though, something that is a cliche in football, BT. What do they say? What do they say in the wildcard rounds? Hard to beat a team three times. Dan, this ain't the NFL. This is the NBA. It happens. It, I mean, yeah, it does happen. You're right. You're not wrong. BT, I, I got something else on the docket for you that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, we've got we've got some injuries coming back. Jared Vanderbilt getting better. Um, still moving slow with him. We don't know what's going on with Gabe Vincent um, and his knee swelling. Due for a reevaluation here soon. He's on the road with the team right now. He's around the team. He's around the guys. Good dude. They like having him around. Want to get him on the court. 
uh, want to make sure that he's as close to 100% as possible. So when he does come back, he's not missing more games with this. We got Jalen Hood Shafino making his NBA debut. In a blowout. But good for you. A little him. rocky. But, 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 but uh, the, they are minutes nonetheless. Um, and then we've got Cam Reddish, who is very close to being back. I think we'll be back um, probably maybe even by the time this your people are listening or watching to this. But the possibility Cam Reddish is playing. And then Rui Achimura broke his nose. Since we, because this team does not have bad enough luck. Rui Achimura, who's already been concussed this season, is now snotted. I want to ask you, you know, we talked about this earlier, about how fans, you know, and heard LeBron say a lot easier to change and their minds go to trades. Let's just pretend that we are in a world where you or I are capable of making a trade. Okay? I'm not going to ask you who the Lakers should trade for. Because that's a complicated answer. We need to know who's available. You know, we got to do money or whatever. Uh, what what kind of player do you think they need? I think that's easy for me. A not down three-point shooter. A consistent three-point shooter, which they do not have. I'll go defensive-minded point guard. Like, I think that, you know, and, and, and look, I mean, I'm hearing names in my head. Like, you say knockdown shooter, I start thinking about Gary Trent Jr. maybe. Is that a guy? Maybe that's a guy. You know, um, he, I think defensive minded guys, you mentioned him earlier, Alex Caruso, right? Like, is like, now look, everybody wants Alex Caruso because of what he does. But but that kind of point of attack defender, that kind of like total disruptor. Look, Cam Reddish has done a good job with wings. He's been versatile. I think it'll be interesting to see how Darvin Ham or if Darvin Ham can figure out a way to play Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt at the same time. I mean, defensively, you could really unleash some interesting stuff. I don't know that you would ever run enough shooting on the court or enough havoc. You would not, but I would think if those two were on a court at the same time playing great defense, then you run. Defense, rebound, and run. Yeah. That way they can score the basketball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, you could see a lineup with Austin Reeves, Cam Reddish, Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or D'Angelo Russell instead of Reeves. Like, you could see those guys – or if one of those other guys sits, AD or LeBron, maybe Rui's in that lineup. You could see that being kind of like a a, a, a havoc based sort of option for them. Um, that that to me would be kind of I think where I'd start kicking around some calls. It is I will say I while it is early BT, you know you go to these games, you sit courtside with your friends that work for different teams around the league, you have conversations. I would say in the last week. Trades have come up more than they did a week before and more than they did two weeks ago. Like, we're, we're, we're edging around that season a little bit. Um, we're not quite there yet. It's going to be something worth monitoring. We're going to talk about it. Maybe we should do a fake trade segment, PT, where we ask our, our viewers to send us your favorite fake trades because I know you hate them so, so much. And, and you can just get progressively angrier as I make you pass judgment on awful trades that will never happen. BT, this was fun. It's always good catching up. I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Tournament play next week. Read all about it in the LA Times. Hey, Black Friday deal or Cyber Monday deal. I think it was a dollar for six months of the LA Times. One dollar. Look, I mean, BT, that kitchen, those cupboards are empty. BT needs to eat, people. Feed BT. Subscribe. Hit like on YouTube. Subscribe there, too. Oh, definitely come find us on Spotify. Hit us in the comments. Shoot us emails. Find BT on X, hanging out on X. That sounds like you're on drugs. 
Um, but no, you're just on the website that is accessible. And uh, we will be back next week with more Fabs Like a Show. Thanks for uh, tuning in.